Hello, fellow planeswalkers, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninjabor, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering, and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone's doing well out there. I know it's relatively soon after the last episode. I had to sift my schedule around of what I'm podcasting uh, this month when, um, for various reasons. Um, so you know this. Uh, so we're coming a little bit earlier this week, uh, this uh, this month, uh, with the March of the Machines additions to my various EDH decks. Uh, and you know this being a set that actually traverses the multiverse and hitting all of the different planes, I actually got a lot more additions to my various decks than I was than you would get in a normal deck. Uh, particularly since some of my decks are, you know, very tied to one specific plane. Um, you know, we actually got a lot of things that I wasn't expecting. So um, without further ado, let's just go ahead and hop in. But of course, first we got to talk about the decks that don't really get any additions. Um, so first off, we have, well, technically, I think, I'm not sure if this is going to get an addition or not. So we have a, a deck that I made for the realm, uh, Forgotten Realms that uses the uh, showcase style of all of the, you know, monster manual, um, you know, and also the full art uh, Borderless Dragons and uh, and Planeswalkers uh, from the Dungeons & Dragons world. Now, you know, obviously, you know, the Wizards has said that, that the Forgotten Realms is not really part of the multiverse per se. Um, so, you know, despite that being a crossover product. However, we did get a secret layer with mechanically unique cards. Uh, in this case, the five cards, or rather six cards, from the uh, movie Dungeons & Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. Um, you know, featuring all of the uh, the main actors, plus uh, one of the legendary dragons featured in the movie. Um, so, yes, there was a Chris Pine card, a Michelle Rodriguez card, a Hugh Grant card, and so on. Um, now, I'm kind of torn on whether to include these or not. Um, because I think if I were going to include them, I'd want to include all six cards. However, you know, two of the four, six cards really have zero um, connection to whatever my deck is doing, right? Um, Zenk the Paladin doesn't really have any you know, uh, gives all my auras exalted. Uh, I don't really have any auras uh, in the deck. Uh, and then uh, Simon, uh, the the sorcerer, is a three mana one one uh, who basically triggers wild magic whenever he, I cast a uh, instant or sorcery three mana or greater. Which I don't have any real instant or sorceries in the decks. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. I might sleeve them up and I might just put the others in the deck. I don't know. It's very, it's very flavorful and on point. So we'll see about that. Um, anyway, back to the other decks that are not getting any updates. Uh, no dungeon party stuff uh, this set so nothing for that deck um, no cards that mention commanders so nothing for the for that, that deck um, there is a hydra in the deck a uh, pelucranos got completed um, however uh, because he ends up flipping into a green white com uh, creature on the back um, his ability which unfortunately would trigger off of non hydras dying uh, doesn't really fit into my uh, angry omnath hydra tribal deck so unfortunately nothing there Though actually, as I'm thinking about it now, there actually uh, are cards I think that actually might fit in. Um, so you know, just, I guess we're, gonna, we're just going to hop right into one. Um, but the uh, we have the uh, cards. They're looking for cards that you know um, uh, ramp into cards. You know, which always fit into uh, 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 tri Hydra Tribal, skimming it over. Um, you know, there's Fertilid Favor, which um, you know is, is essentially an instant speed uh, ramp for a land, um, but it's only for one basic land card. It does put two counters on the artifact or creature but uh, my hydras i think two 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 lands two uh counters there doesn't really make much of a difference there um you know we do have a battle for, invasion of zendikar um which is basically um uh, explosive vegetation which you know i have to double check if i'm running that in the deck if i am running that in the deck you know i probably could potentially replace that one since you know the backside it turn, does turn into an elemental and is another and would trigger landfall once again um but otherwise you know i don't think i, I otherwise i don't think there's anything in the deck worth uh in the set worth including for hydras otherwise 
Uh, anyway, okay, actually back. So we have the Mana Rock Tribal with also Sahili and Tezzeret. Neither of them have Planeswalker cards. And none of the Mana Rocks seem better interesting for me to add to the deck. So that's going to be nothing there. Um, my Monarchy voting deck, um, you know, I th was thinking of, uh, you know, obviously the Will of the Planeswalkers, uh, Plane Chase cards would potentially fit. Um, however, the fact that I actually don't, since that does have a voting mechanic to it. However, since, um, you know, I don't actually usually play with uh, Plane Chase cards in my decks, I don't think, really think it's worth including as a slot in the deck. Um, my Shrine's Gates deck doesn't have any additions in the set. No Slivers were in the set. Nothing Snow. Uh, and then nothing Infect, which, you know, I actually finally did get around to updating my list uh, for my, my current Infect. I have a couple other Infect decks that I'm, I, or Poison related, another Poison related deck I'm thinking of building, but we'll talk about that later. All right, getting into the decks that might actually get updates. Uh, so first off, we have my vehicle deck, uh, led by uh, led that that's in a green list. Um, so you know, two cards here that seem interesting. We have the deluxe dragster, um, four in the blue for a artifact vehicle, four three um, can't be blocked except by vehicles. Pretty good, and when it deals combat damage to a player, I can cast an instant or sorcery from their graveyard without playing its mana cost and exiling it. Crew cost of two, um, pretty good. Um, and then we have invasion of Kaladesh, which is one of the new battle seeds cards. You know, blue and the red for a four uh, defense um, uh, uh, battle. Um, it comes into play with a 1-1 one, one colorless stopter, and then it flips over when it's when it's defeated into Aetherwing Golden Scale Flagship, uh, which is a legendary vehicle. Uh, star 4, where the power is equal to the number of artifacts I control. So given all the vehicles, I think this one is a slam dunk inclusion in the deck. Uh, next up, we have Dinosaurs. And, you know, in addition to... Uh, um, what's it? Uh, 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 Ixalan, you know, there are various dinosaurs in other multiverse, uh, in other planes on the multiverse. So, you know, first up we have Ancient Imperisar, 5 green green for a 6 6 dinosaur with Convoke, um, Trample War 2, and enters the battlefield with 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters for each creature that convoked it. Um, it seems pretty solid, though, it might not be a, a combo with a, with a Kalta or um, uh, Gisath. Um, we have uh, Itali Primal Conqueror, uh, who got completed, uh, 5 red red for an elder dino, legendary elder dinosaur 7-7 with trample and it enters battlefield each player so in the EDH deck 4 cards get exiled from the top of libraries um, and it's not just the top card it's a cards until they exile a non-land card I can cast any of those spells without paying their mana cost so I, don't, I don't miss with this one um, and then pay pay 9 in the green Phyrexian to transform it into Tali Primal Sickness which is an 11 level trample indestructible and deals poison damage to a player uh, um, giving them that many poison counters so yeah that's pretty powerful um uh, Galta and Marvin, uh, three green, green, white, white for a 12 12 dinosaur vampire with trample. Um, and when it attacks, you choose either to create a tap and attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with trample, being the biggest power among attacking creatures, other, uh, other attacking creatures, or I can create X11 white vampire creature tokens with lifelink where X is the number of other attacking creatures. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's another one that's a pretty easy slam dunk. Um, invasion of Ikoria, um, you know, stuff on the front side is X green green for a six defense battle to, you know, basically tutor up a non-human card uh, to the battlefield with mana value X or less, uh, and like, and then Suffle, um, and then it transforms into Zilortha, um, so aka Godzilla, Apex of Ikoria, an 8-8 eight, eight legendary dinosaur with reeds, and for each non-human creature I control, they can eat assigned combat damage as though it weren't blocked, which combos very nicely with Gesath. 
Uh, Invasion of Ixalan, similarly, you know, uh, is one in the green for a four defense battle. Uh, when it when it ends the battlefield, I can look at the top five cards from my library, reveal a permanent card from among them, and put them into my hand. So this basically, you know, get a permanent to my hand uh, turns into when it's defeated belligerent Dragonsaur four and three for a, a, gre- a, a creature dinosaur uh, trample. Whenever I cast a spell, it just gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, so it's able to swing in pretty well. Um, not quite as powerful or fl- or, or or matching as Zelortha um, on the on uh, on either side, but you know still pretty decent. Um, Koglin Yudaru from Ikoria um, is a two red red green green ape dinosaur turtle uh, seven seven for uh, that enters either with trample and haste or fighting a creature I don't control, and I can discard it from my hand uh, and shuffle it into my library um, to destroy an artifact an artifact or enchantment, which is pretty nice. Um, the other dinosaurs that I, the other only other dinosaur I think is is interesting is the rare one, a rampaging raptor, two red red, uh, for trample haste four four with two in the red gets plus two plus zero oh until end of turn, and when it deals combat damage to an opponent, uh, it deals damage damage to target planeswalker that player controls or battle that it, that player protects. So some nice anti planeswalker hate here. Um, so you know, but I don't know if there are that many planeswalkers I end up playing up against, so might not end up making the cut. Uh, next up, moving on to my uh, black green elf deck. Only one of this in here that seems interesting. Um, you know, there are a bunch of you know there are a bunch of uh, uh, el- there are a number of elves here, but none of them seem that powerful um, or in color. Um, you know, uh, G- Glissa held a Fidesum potentially might, but she really fits in more with a Phyrexian tribal deck as opposed to an elf tribal deck. So the only real thing I think that w- that would suit here is Invasion of Lauren, which is a four green black for a, spa- a, s- a battle five defense when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non elf creature that the point controls where power is X or less is the number of lands I control transforms into an elf warrior where power and toughness are equal to the number of lands I control now granted in an elf deck this might be a little an elf ball deck this might be a little too slow and also a little bit small just because you know I'm ramping out mostly with uh, with with mana dorks not lands Uh, so you know we'll see if that one makes it in there uh, moving on to my Jace Illusion Tribal deck with you know a sub theme of drawing two, um, you know there's a there's a bunch of stuff there's a couple of cards here that seem interesting. Uh, Artistic Refusal is a four blue blue for an instant uh, with Convoke, uh, which all of my you know. Uh, Illusions I'm making uh, should actually play off pretty well here. I can choose one or both to count a target spell or draw two cards and discard a card, so fits pretty nicely. Um, we have the Invasion of Rin, which you know fits in flavor for Jace. Uh, three in the blue for basically Sift on a four, um, a four. Uh, um, uh, um, a defense battle uh, with the flip side an overloaded rage being uh, an artifact I can tap and pay one to sacrifice it and copy a target uh, spell I control um, and then the last card I think that seems really interesting again just because it has convoke and I have a lot of uh, token creatures meeting of the minds three in the blue for an instant with convoke draw two cards all right, moving on then to one of my favorite decks, which is, of course, my Ninja Tribal deck, uh, Ninja Boy, of course. Um, really two cards here that seem to fit. Um, we have Invasion of Kamigawa, of course. Uh, three in the blue, when it enters the battlefield, tap an entire creature and put a stun counter on it, uh, which flips into a Moonfolk Ninja, Rooftop Saboteurs, flying a 2-3 when it enters the battle, when it deals combat damage to a player or battle, I get to draw a card, um, you know, enables... Um, Enables uh, my uh, uh, my 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 creatures to get through uh, if they're a ninja, um, you know, and turns into a ninja itself. Um, otherwise, we also have a cyber cryptomancer, one in the blue for an O one moonfolk ninja with flash, backup one and hexproof. So just a little nice little tech to be able to uh, protect my uh, protect my um, uh, my creatures as necessary. Um, and you know, sorry, I can swing in for for O one, and you know, they'll probably end up eating it since they know if I leave it unblocked. But hey, just another body that they'll need to deal with. 
Um, there's also, you know, notably Fairy Mastermind, uh, which is, I believe, um, the uh, uh, which is you know uh, Yuta uh, Takahashi's um, World Championship card, two and a blue for a Fairy Rogue, Flash Flying. When an opponent draws the second card each turn, I draw a card, and I can pay three and a blue to have each player draw a card. Um, perhaps not as good in multiplayer, just because there are four you know players around. Um, I don't want to give that much card advantage to them, but um, you know it is a, it is a pretty powerful uh, flyer. Though I, I usually at my at the two mana slot want my uh, non ninja creatures to be kind of a little bit uh, strictly unblockable at that point. So we'll see if that makes it in there. Uh, moving on then to uh, my Thopter tribal deck. Um, we've already talked about this one, Invasion of Cloudless. It comes with a Thopter. It scales up with the number of artifacts I have. So that could be another inclusion there. Um, we'll see. Um, next up, we have uh, my Allies tribal deck. Now, there is a card that could potentially fit in here. Uh, one of the face commanders from the Precon deck, Kasla, the Broken Halo. But she really just cares about Convoke stuff, um, uh, which my deck doesn't currently play. So she'd just be a creature for the bot for the type line, um, which I think, you know, I'm already excluding some some allies for that, so no no deal there. Uh, next up, my Sandra Tribal deck. Uh, we have Sandra's Hope Beacon, which I just opened my box of, uh, of, of March of the Messines, and I actually ended up pulling this one in its borderless version, which is pretty nice. Um, but Sandra's Hope Beacon is a four red, red legendary Chandra Planeswalker, of course, five loyalty, and I cast Instance of Sorcery, which there are a number of. Uh, I can copy it and choose new targets for the copy, and I, the ability to use once per turn. And then I can ramp, you know, plus two, two mana of any combination of colors, plus one, exile top five cards, and then I cast Instance of Sorcery among them or minus x to just deal two x damage to each of up to two targets which is you know pretty nice spot removal there uh, moving then to my enchantment, uh, my enchantment creatures deck. So you know, aside from the predators, uh, who are um, of course uh, um, you know uh, 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 creatures who turn into sagas. Um, you know, uh, the and, and there is a Heliod in here, um, but I'm not really. I have a separate God Tribal deck. So we have Invasion of Theros, um, which you know the front side is tutoring up a God Demigod or Aura, which you know I do have some totem armor stuff that would be pretty nice for two and a white for defense battle. On the black side, it turns into Ephara Eversultring, who is granted. A, another god, but you know, she has lifelink and indestructible as long as I control at least three other enchantments, which I definitely do in this deck. And then another enchantment enters the battlefield with, when under my control I draw cards, so this is the classic enchantress uh, ability here. So, you know, she might be in the distance of the deck depending if I choose to uh, duplicate cards between uh, decks, um, which of course, you know, she could, the next deck is my god tribal deck, so you know, the invasion of Theros card I just included could go in there. Uh, we also have Heliod the Radiant Dawn, um, which is a legendary enchantment creature, two blue, two white, white. Um, return an enchant target enchantment that isn't a god from my graveyard to my hand. Um, this one, probably that front side doesn't really work as much just because I have so many gods uh, in the deck, and pretty much all my enchantment creatures are gods, so I don't think that necessarily works. Um, and then three in the blue, I can transform it into a Heliod, the Warped Eclipse, that I can cast spells as though it has had flash, um, and then spells I, I cast cost one less to cast for each card. My opponents have drawn this turn, um, and it's on the 4-6. I mean... Technically, it is a god. I want to include the Phyrexian gods in my in my deck. I don't really know flavorfully if that really works, especially since it's just the one of him. Um, yeah, I don't know. But you know, I am thinking of building a Phyrexian tribal deck, so he would probably go in there. 
Um, there are the two other gods. These are part of the, the team-up uh, cycle of cards. We have Jeru and Hazret, two red, red, white. For a legendary creature, human god, as long as I have one or fewer cards in hand, it has vigilance and haste. Um, I get, whenever attack looks at top six cards, excel a legendary creature from among them, put the rest in the bottom of the library, and until turn, I can ca cast it without paying its mana cost, which is very powerful in my deck since you know all of my cards are legendary uh, legendary uh, creatures. Um, and then we have Inga and Eskia from uh, Kaladesh, you know, another human god, two blue and, gr and green, uh, for 4-4 four, four with creatures I control and having vigilance and adding one mana of any color. Spending creature mana to only cast a creature spell, which again, all my gods are. Whenever I cast a creature spell, if three or more mana from creature was spent to cast it, I get to draw a card, uh, which is a nice way to keep my hand full there. Uh, moving on to Merfolk, um, uh, there's nothing really here I think worth mentioning. I mean, there are a couple of Merfolk, you know, Skyclave, Aerialist, Expedition, Lookout, Deep Food, Wayfinder. None of them really work with the plus one, plus one counter theme I have going on in Merfolks or Merfolk Lords themselves. Uh, Monk Tribal, you know, the only one in color is Invasion of Regatha, which is a Seeds. Um, you know, when it ends the battlefield, deals four da damage to a battle or opponent and one to another target creature for five defense. Turns into Disciple of the Inferno Prowress um, with a, on a 4-4 four, four human monk, and if a non-creature source I control would deal damage to a creature, battle, or opponent, it deals that much damage plus two instead, which I don't know, I don't think I have that many damage dealing uh, 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 spells in my Monk Tribal deck, so this one might not make the cut if I just don't have enough you know, uh, effects for the backside to actually be relevant. Moving to the pirate deck, you know, there are two cards, one from the commander deck, one from the uh, set itself. Uh, from the commander deck, we have Cutfoot Negotiator, two blue and a red for a 4-3 orc pirate with parlay. Uh, whenever it attacks, each player reveals the top card of the library. For each non-land card revealed this way, I create a tapped treasure token, and then each player draws a card, which is, you know, pretty nice. Uh, and then Zephyr Singer, I think, is really, really nice for the deck. Definitely going to make room for this one. Two blue, blue for a siren pirate with convoke, uh, flying vigilance, uh, and then when it enters the battlefield, I put a flying counter on each creature that convoked it on 3-4, so, you know, given all the pirates I have, this could very easily, you know, give, give my board uh, essentially uh, four, uh, five flyers out of nowhere, which works very well with the Ammo Rocket Brass's ability, so, you know, that's pretty nice to include there. Um, uh, let's see, we also have, um, we also have a uh, Baral and Kerizev, uh, who technically isn't pirate themselves, but the important thing, you know, they have stuff about casting into, uh, you know, casting into the sorcery and casting another card from my hand without paying the mana cost. The real relevant thing there is that they make, uh, First Mate Ragavan, a legendary 2-1 monkey pirate creature token with haste until end of turn. Um, I mean, am I not going to include Ragavan in the deck? Uh, if it's in the if it's in the colors, um, there was another uh, card with Ragavan, but it's in Teamer, so unfortunately it doesn't really fit there. Uh, moving on to the sea monsters, we actually get some sea monsters here. Uh, first off, we have the small ones from the uh, Plain of Segovia, two in the blue for a battle with uh, four defense. When it enters the battlefield, create two one one blue cracking creature tokens with trample. Nice. And then we have on the flip side, Cadus Sea Tyrant of Segovia, three three, a legendary creature serpent. Non creature spells I control have convoke. And begin my uh, end step, untap up to four target creatures. So pretty nice if I'm swinging with a bunch of uh, of krakens and, and serpents and whatnot. And then otherwise, uh, it's a uh, and then, uh, and then they basically have uh, Vigilance at that point. Uh, we also have Tidal Terror, which is a nice addition to the deck just because it's a 4 blue-blue for a creature octopus with 5-6. When it attacks, I can tap two other untapped creatures I control. If it does, it can't be blocked. Not really why I'm including it, but uh, land Island Cycling on it is really nice as it's, of course, this is a very mana-hungry deck, and so being able to ramp into that with a, or, or find, make sure I hit my land drops with it is uh, very nice to have. Uh, moving on to the spirits deck, uh, you know there are a couple of spirits here. The only 
there are two in colors. Uh, one is from the precon Saint Traffling Ram Corollus, um, who you know technically I guess uh, fits uh, um, since you know it, he he is a spirit himself three four. But again, this deck similar to the uh, to the ally deck really wants to work in a deck that has convoke, which this one just doesn't uh, really have. So uh, I don't think uh, my deck doesn't really have. So I don't think this is going to work. However, I think Flock Taste or Phantom, which ironically does have convoke for white and blue for a five five uh, spirit with flying vigilance when it attacks the next spell I control cast this turn has convoke so I don't think Saint Traff and Ram Corollas are consistent enough to really work in the deck but the fact that Flock Taser Phantom gives convoke to stuff is I think really useful um, so I think that works there uh, let's see. We then have uh, we also have um, Quintorius, uh, soon to be Planeswalker. Uh, Quintorius, Lore Master with three red and a white for an Elephant Cleric three five with vigilance. End of my turn, exile target non creature non land card from my graveyard, which I have a number of non creature spells. Um, create a three two red and white uh, spirit creature token, which of course uh, makes a lot of spirits. And I can sacrifice a spirit, notably any spirit, and pay one red and a white to choose a card exiled by it and cast that card without paying its mana cost, which is you know pretty nice there. Uh, essentially upgrade my 1-1 one, one spirits into 3-2 spirits. Uh, moving then, uh, my Tarkios Dragon deck, which, you know, is mostly all cycles, granted, uh, so I don't know if this will really make it in there, but uh, three card dragons from Tarkir here, Guardian Scalar, four in the white for a dragon with backup, three, four, flying, whenever this creature attacks, return target non-land permanent with mana value X or less with access to this creature's power. Uh, we have Invasion of Tarkir, uh, a battle for one in the red, that's basically, uh, when it enters the battlefield, reveal any number of dragons from my hand, of course, a lot of them. Whenever I do, Invasion of Tarkir deals X damage, plus two uh, to any other target where X is the number of dragons revealed this way. Five defense, if I can get that down towards it into Divine Thundermaw. Uh, four, four, dragon, flying trample, whenever a dragon, of course, I control attacks. It deals two damage to any target, which is pretty nuts uh, in a dragon full deck. Oh, we then have Zergo and the Ojutai also, uh, one of the team-up cards. Two and a Jeskai for 4-4 four, four Orc Dragon, flying in haste as Hexproof as long as it ends the battlefield this turn. Whenever one or more dragons I control, deal damage to a player, look at the top three cards of my library, put one of them in your hand, the rest on the bottom of my library in any order, and I may return one of those dragons to its owner's hands. Uh, so really, this gives one of my dragons the ability to re come back to my hand, rebuy it. Uh, really, for Zergo and Ojutai, this basically gives it a pseudo, uh, pseudo uh, you know, su uh, basically pseudo das at that point. Um, we'll see if I can make that. It's very tightly regimented, but we'll see. Uh, similarly, from uh, from the plane of Tarkir, we have some uh, some other additions. Um, definitely getting in uh, Surak and Goraclaw from the Jumpstart decks. Um, it's four green green for a human bear, six five trample. Other creatures I control have trample, and another non-token creature enters the battlefield, gets plus one plus one counter, and gains haste. So pretty nice there. We also have Crags Master Yeti, which isn't confirmed to be Tarkir, but I mean, where else are the Yetis in Magic? Uh, four to, four two on a four for four mana uh, four red red uh, with backup two trample and. Of course, mountain cycling. Uh, we then, uh, my, the last deck that's actually getting updates is uh, my still-in-works Cat Tribal deck. Um, Bolas, I'm not really sure these will make the cut. Uh, the ones that I think are good might include are Bolas Slinger, uh, three in the white for a Cat Soldier 2-2 two, two, uh, with backup one when this creature attacks, tap target creature and opponent controls. So we have Negotiator, which you know basically has the uh, Butts Matter ability, and then War Thespian when it enters the battlefield or dies to reveal one. Honestly, I don't think these are really that powerful enough to get into what is already a very tight deck list. 
Uh, now to wrap up the episode, you know, we of course have some decks that I've gotten ideas. My most anticipated deck that I really want to build is what I'm calling End Tribal. So End Tribal is basically uh, with all of these team ups, I'm basically looking for cards with uh, N in the in the in the name. So any card that you know basically are two legendaries coming together uh, and basically uh, working together. Now of course there are so many of them in this set, including the Commander Precons, but you know there were some others throughout Magic history. You know P and K and the Lar. Um, you know. Uh, uh, Cranius uh, and uh, the 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 big butt um, you know four color commander um, you know uh, uh, Annex and Cybele um, you know from from Theros you know but there were, there were a number of them and you know I didn't quite get to to the requisite number so I also got the uh, the um, the partner with cards uh, from uh, from. From uh from Battle Bond as well, both the uh, legendary and non legendary, and of course you also have the uh, Will and Rowan uh, as in there as well. Um, now you know this all actually when I put it together ended up being mostly three mana and above. In fact, almost entirely three mana and above. So you can have a Karuga companion in there, which is pretty nice. Uh, and it's of course a major legendary theme. So you know there are a couple of legendary mana. Uh, legendary matters uh, artifacts in there as well, um, uh, such as relic of legends and so on. So uh, yeah, I mean this is a this is a really you know flavorful, if not maybe maybe not the most powerful, but we'll see. These are all just powerful good cards on their own. So uh, maybe they don't necessarily need to be in the theme deck to to, to work. Uh, now, of course, this is the Phyrexian, so there are a couple of Phyrexian decks I'm thinking about. Um, you know, there was Phyrexian Tribal, right, which, you know, I think if I build that with probably the Traxa, which uh, really nice, I opened a, 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 a Showcase Traxa in my decks, in my packs, uh, which is pretty nice. But, you know, I might go with the Incubate, you know, not do the po Poison thing, um, right, yeah, right. Um, to go with the Incubate theme, which I think works really nicely. There's, there's a number of that in the deck, uh, in the set as well. Um, and of course the precon, uh, we have poison tribal, right? So you know, without if I'm not doing a traxa as poison, which one of my um, uh, uh, play groups uh, decks is a is an traxa poison deck, um, I might just do Abzan, um, which you know I could do, but that's kind of boring, frankly, just because the uh, the um, the precons are basically just Abzan uh, poison stuff, basically. And you know, I mean, the only real thing you're missing is uh, I believe blinded agent, um, uh, and and I think one of the the one that's like a five mana give a creature infect um, and, and also control it, which you know, I mean, not that big of a loss. But I mean, without those, then it's just basically, I mean, uh, basically the precon, which isn't that interesting to me. So we'll see. Um, I, I am interested in making a rune blink deck. So I, I started this by you know I. There's a new splicer in the set, so I figured let me make a splicer tribal deck. There are about 13 golems in there, which you know is nice, um, not enough for a full deck, obviously. Um, and then you know, obviously the best, I think the best thing to do with uh, with that would be, um, uh, you know, one of the best commanders for that is Rune to just blink the splicers over and over. And I figured you know I might as well just go full blink at that point, um, which you know I think partly is a response to my playgroup's power level going up. So maybe you know getting a bit more of a value engine, uh, you know, not quite as dirtily around a tribal deck. Uh, would work into getting some actual good uh, strategies in there. Um, I want to build something with Omnath. I'm not really quite sure what. Might might be another more classic Phyrexian stuff. You know, the fact that he filters mana into black if you, it goes unspent at the end of the turn uh, is um, you know way for example Phyrexian Obliterator get in there. Maybe when you know maybe when the Praetors and, and the Spheres in there. Um, we'll see. I, I I'm not quite sure what to do with with my boy Omnath and and, and what they've done to him. Uh, which by the way, you know now that Omnath is complete, I might actually just go ahead and build a different Omnath deck for each uh, iteration. Um, um, mono green Omnath probably I might make you know legends uh, mono green 
League Legends potentially. Um, and then for uh, Teamer Omnath, my mate, that's probably going to end up being Elemental Tribal. Um, and then uh, the uh, four color Omnath probably make it Landfall Tribal to some degree. Uh, we'll see. Um, Let's see. Uh, we have Yargo and Multani, of course, one of the literally one of my favorite flavor hexes of all times. A couple of ideas here, right? So I could just do uh, green and black, you know, uh, and do Maros and Frogs. Maybe push into Soltai a little bit, and that could also be a good way to get Nissa in there, who you know would have a, a nice connection with uh, with um, with Maros, for example, and, and Asaya and all that. Uh, we'll see. There's a lot going on in there. Um, Elspeth, there's a new Elspeth in the set, so you know that would obviously go into a Dead White Planeswalkers deck that I'm still working on upgrading from an Oathbreaker deck. If I make a zombie deck, obviously in Invasion of Innistrad gets in there. Ren and Realmbreaker. You know, Ren could potentially get a deck at some point. Maybe he might end up, uh, I, I don't know, he's he's red-green, so maybe he just ends up going into the Omnath deck. Um, we have Teferi, we have Teferi, of course, so maybe build a Teferi deck, but he's also Knights, right? So I'm not really quite sure what to do there. Um, you know, and, and Knights is a, que a tricky question in itself, of itself because, you know, there have been kind of two main colors. So obviously white-black is the main core, but there's, you know, a lot of Knights stuff in blue coming in, particularly one that gives all my knights horsemanship which is basically unblockable um and then there's one that you know but of course they're all the traditional red knights i might lead away from the uh, equipment sub theme for, that knights have kind of done in the past since i'm planning on building another uh kind of like a um uh that that red white um uh, equipment tribal deck with rebels um so we'll see um similarly you know the sword uh of ones in the future could potentially go in there i also was thinking you know late last night when i was thinking maybe running kenrith you know another copy of Ken another kenrith deck one being, you know, voting, but then the other being, you know, Knight Tribal um, could potentially be there. Um, and then, yeah, and then, of course, the, all the new talents um, that could go into Super Friends deck if I ever build one of those. And then uh, the Bitter Thorn, uh, which is sort of the Animist animated, uh, could potentially just end up going into that Nissa Tribal deck. And then finally, some other decks that I've kind of been toying around with. You know, there's a, a Boros a tribal deck, which, you know, you'd be asking, why am I talking thinking about Boros? Well, it's actually an artist tribal for Zoltan Boros, uh, who, of course, will have to be in uh, Boros colors. Um, I re I've been revisiting the idea of making a Bolus tribal deck, of course. I mentioned the Re Rebel Equipment deck. Um, so, and the, the one I'm excited about is um, Magic uh, MTG Remy, who's like a YouTube channel of a comedian. Um, he, did, he does these song parodies, and he did one called We Didn't Start the Fire, which is basically just lifting, lift, listing off all of the different burn spells out there, or a bunch of them. So I basically went through the lyrics, compiled all of the so this, the cards he was showing, uh, and I had opened in my uh, All Will Be One Complete Edition bundle um, a Solfim, uh, one of the, the red diamonds that basically doubles, I believe, the damage of uh, burn spells. Um, so I mean, hey, run him, shuffle in some random selection of burn spells, and, and go to town. And then, of course, you know, I've been thinking about Cycling Tribal, been thinking about uh, uh, Blue-Red, uh, Rigid Tribal. Oh, one more deck I actually forgot to mention in from this set that I actually was interested in, uh, Flying Tribal. So Giada and Eren is one of the team-up cards, and they basically give, uh, let me cast Flying Creatures from the top of my graveyard and let me cast them as at any time. Um, also Flats, but that's not as relevant for this deck. So uh, I, that's actually gotten me thinking, you know, what if I just run, you know, all of the, you know, Flying Creatures get plus one, plus oh, Flying Creatures get plus one, oh, plus oh, plus my plus one um flying creatures get you know flying creatures whenever they deal damage draw you cards and whatever um one a bunch of those but then also runs a bunch of all the one mana dorky little uh one one uh one one flyers uh that print, magic print you know in every set at this point basically um that'd be a fairly cheap deck and then also i was kind of gold fishing it out you know once you get giada onto the battlefield you you know you can just start casting cards off the top of your library as as like, like kind of
kind of turbo through them. Don't run a lot of lands, obviously, and just kind of like turbo through your deck. And that is one way to build a board very quickly. I'm really excited to actually probably make that my next deck to actually build, aside from the Ant Tribal deck. So yeah, the other thing, of course, from March of the Machines uh, will be to update my binders. Uh, so I have been collecting the showcase cards from the set, and now that they're going back and reprinting other cards with the showcase cards, uh, I'm going to have to go back and resort my binders out just because the quantities are, have gone up. I need to figure out like what the divisions will be. Um, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the, for example, Kaldheim cards where they reprinted the cards with the alternate frames um, you know, that already had a, a showcase printing. We'll see which one, if I want to keep both, if I want to pick only one. We'll see. Um, there are also showcase cards I haven't been collecting. So, uh, for example, the uh, the uh, Theros uh, uh, um, Nyx uh, Constellation cards previously were only for gods, uh, but now we're getting some cards without those, with with that treatment, like Elixmethes for my uh, Kraken Tribal deck. So I don't know if I want to go ahead and collect per se all of those, um, uh, just because uh, you know I I don't know if I want to be be collecting you know that binding section would be very small since i'd be actually using most of the cards that have been printed in showcase style in that fashion um so we'll see um you know uh, maybe i'll just use them to to, to to spruce up the cards um for the two sets uh for exelon and for tarakir that got new treatments and oh and also ravnica um not so about ravnica perhaps but the other sets i think i might go ahead and actually collect uh those since we, there's a, i think it's going to be a return to those at some point in the near future i'm going to want to be a completionist about those but yeah, in any case, that is all. That those are all the decks that I want to be building uh, for the uh, for March of the Machines and all the additions I want to make. And this podcast is coming to resolution. Let me know what you think of my deck additions. Are there any cards I missed uh, for these decks? What decks are you interested in building for March of the Machines? Be it for EDH or other formats. Uh, what should I do with all my showcase collections that I want to do? You can let me know on Twitter at EtherVortexPod or via email at EntoTheEtherVortex at gmail.com. Into the EtherVortex is on iTunes, Spotify, Google, uh, Google Play. Make sure to review or any of the podcast stores. Links in the show notes. Architect with all this decklist is linked under the username Ninja Boy, Boris and I. Internet music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. You can find his stuff and content at thepublicist.io. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. Uh, next episode, which will be a little bit more than a month from now, actually potentially might have to wait until June uh, because I'm actually going to be out of the country in May. So probably in June, I'll be coming back with an update on how my play experience has been with March of the Machines and also talk about the new cards coming from uh, March of the Machines uh, Aftermath. Um, of course, June is also, I believe, when we're getting the Lord of the Rings set, though I don't anticipate on mixing and matching cards from Lord of the Rings into uh, my uh, my pre-con decks. Uh, if anything, I'm just going to make uh, brand new decks exclusively of Lord of the Ring cards. But in any case, uh, until then, may your lands be plentiful, but not too plentiful. Pass the turn. Mm-hmm.